Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, agent. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt, smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know. There's all kinds of shit. I'm shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of woman's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing this something to fuck along. Here we go! Hey, this is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to Ant Podcast for All. Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, a year ago this week, you and I met in a sleazy hotel room. We rented the room by the hour. I'm sure that hotel clerk was thinking all kinds of 99 negative things. And we did a little trailer promo. Didn't even know what the hell we're recording. And here we are a year later and many, many... Hundreds of thousands of downloads later, man. Your thoughts? Well, first off, I think the lady at the front desk probably thought that we were filming Zipornos there. <laughs> <laughs> Little did she know that we weren't there to film any pornos. We weren't there to make any drug deals or smoke weed like the people in the room next to us. Cause it stunk. It, oh, it was our room was looking like Cheech and Chong's van for sure. It stunk, bro. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I definitely didn't see a whole year going by and us still being somewhat successful at this. If memory serves me correct, it was right when the lockdown quarantine started and the only thing you and I could think about meeting anywhere was the Microtel in Bloomington, Minnesota for $52 a night. Yeah, we had no idea what the hell we were doing (laughs) or getting ourselves into. We said, you know what, let's talk into a microphone about this band and anything else that comes to mind and see if other people want to chat with us. We had no idea. We had some idea how how to record. We didn't know the best way how to record. We didn't know what we were going to use for a video conference. We didn't even know how we were going to talk to our guest each week. We didn't know if we were even going to have special guests. Here we are 55 episodes later and we've talked to some pretty cool people around the world. That we have. And you know, when we met in that hotel room, we didn't even have a name yet. That is true. There was a list, but there was no name. All we did was talk about AOL dial up and being stranded on an island. That seems like five years ago now. 
I know, and I think I remember us going through that segment once or twice, making sure that it it sounded proper. There was also a time before you moved into your new home, we were at your old place, we recorded an entire morning, and then all, right. somehow your laptop crashed and we lost it all. Yeah, that's when we were recording it uh, in Logic. Yes. Little did I know that when you record straight in the Logic for an, an hour. hour plus, right? that it tends to overload the system a little bit sometimes. Usually when you're <laughs> recording in Logic, you're recording, you know, one... Like a six-minute song. I mean, fuck, that's long nowadays. I mean, three-minute, two-minute songs. I mean, a lot of songs are like two-and-a-half-minute song. You know, unless you're Metallica or Dream Theater where you've got, you know, nine to 24-minute songs. I still remember you hit the space bar. It said recording, stopped, and then it was literally the Microsoft blue screen to death but in the Apple version, and your eyes got big, and I just was like, fuck, it's gone, isn't it? That was our first episode, and it was gone just like that. I think that was the... It wasn't the trailer. That was the Meet Your Guest episode. Yeah, that was like our first episode. Oh, we should go back and listen to that. Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, well... There's probably some rough editing in there. (laughs) For those of you wondering, I'm just kind of looking around the room right now. (laughs) I don't really know what to say. I think we should just keep moving forward. I remember... At the end of each season, I was like, man, I didn't think we'd make it here. And you're like, yep, you you said that last season. And then eventually you're like, dude, you say that every single episode now. And I realized at that time, that was nothing compared to some of the things that we were going to see, you know, coming up here in the future. And now I'm really saying I didn't think that we would make it this far. And I don't even think you think that we would make it this far either. I mean, a year later, this many guests, this many downloads sponsors i mean like it's definitely taken you know the next level i'm gonna let a little secret out of the bag our inaugural og as he calls himself ratings bar setter mr bob o'rourke from chicago yeah i only had him lined up like two or three days before we actually recorded that episode wow even i didn't know that yeah and to think we haven't missed a week with all our guests including special guests, including some of our uh, update shows, some of our uh, Super Bowl commentary shows, The Weight and The Weight Part 2. And then to coordinate that with um, special guest schedules that have been more than challenging. Some people, (laughs) some special guests have been amazing and right on time and right on the money. And some special guests have been rescheduled three or four times due to their busy schedule, which I understand, but... There was a couple weeks where I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make this deadline, dude. We might we might skip a week, and I was really, really looking forward to doing every week, and we're still doing it. Every single week for 52 weeks. That's an accomplishment right there. I think we deserve a golf clap. Yeah. It, dude, I'm just impressed. We've, we've pulled it off. People have been cool. It's been successful. Whether... There's been 100,000-plus downloads, which there has been, which has been mind-blowing to me. I'm sure it is to you. Oh, absolutely. Or if there was, you know, 10 downloads a week, we have learned a ton. We have met amazing people that I'm really looking forward to meeting in real life and hanging out with. I mean, Metallica Family Forever, It's it's been a fun run, and we're only uh, oh, a year into it, man. What's, this, what's the year two going to bring? 
I don't know. We have a pretty special style episode that we have coming up here, anniversary of year one. I mean, who year knows? one, and we just got our first sponsorship. I feel like uh, Wayne's World when they're eating the Doritos and they have their Reeboks up on the table, and he goes, "Oh, it's just so sad that people get paid." To- <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how that line goes? I don't remember exactly how the line goes, but I know exactly the scene you're talking about. There's like a bunch of Pepsi on the table. He's wearing those like 1990 Reeboks. Yep. They're eating Doritos, just all sorts of just like. And they're making sponsors. sure they like <laughs> showing it in <laughs> into the camera. The fact is, he's the sponsor, and you signed a contract guaranteeing him certain concessions, one of them being a spot on the show. Well, that's where I see things just a little differently. Contractor, no, I will not bow to any sponsor. Sorry, you feel that way, but basically it's the nature of the beast. Maybe I'm wrong on this one, but for me, the beast doesn't include selling out. Garth, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. Look, you can stay here in the big leagues and play by the rules, or you can go back to the farm club and roar. It's your choice. Yes, and it's the choice of a new generation. Well, we'd like to thank our first sponsor, Liquid Death Sparkling and Mountain Water. They literally got on board with us uh, two weeks ago. You probably heard the ad last week. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their company. I always have been. I've actually been following them for quite a few years now, and I got to say they are marketing geniuses. That's the whole reason why I started following them on social media is just the way they market something as simple as water is just next level, and it's really cool to be working with them. Water in a can. It doesn't get any simpler than that. But when you look at social media, they're, uh, even the packaging that comes in, the cases that they've sent you and I, pretty cool stuff. We thank them again for being on board. Absolutely, 100%. Go to Whole Foods or 7-Eleven and stock up on Liquid Death Sparkling and Mountain Water. Dude, we're finally face-to-face, hanging out. I haven't been here, here since like last winter. It was like 20 below out. Yeah, it was super cold out, and now it's actually pretty decent. Not quite Florida nice, but, I mean, it's it's doable now. We're sitting here. we got the TV going. We've got uh, quite the setup going to record this. And for those of you wondering, Jeff and I are going to watch Metallica live at the Metro in Chicago, 1983. And we're going to talk some shit and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pound down a liquid death. Then we're going to have some beers, follow it up with some more liquid death. Um, we're going to do a couple of these. We don't know when they're going to be released. For tonight, cheers to our first anniversary. I think we just go old school and watch Metallica at the Metro 83 style. Real quick, Jeff, I think I'm going to slam down a liquid death sparkling water. And you know what? I think I'm going to slam down a liquid death mountain water. I might slam down so many liquid deaths tonight. I'm going to have to go to Whole Foods or 7-Eleven to stock up afterwards. And remember, Shane, you can go turn those cans in afterwards at your local scrapyard, earn a bunch of money, and walk away. Isn't there a promo code when you order online, dude? Yes, sir. Promo code is and podcast one word. This code is valid for a free koozie two-pack on their first 12-pack purchase. What's that code again? And podcast, all one word. Liquid death, sparkling, and mountain water. Murder your thirst, and then, and podcast for all. Let's do it, man. Here we go. You ready? Hit play, bud. This is going to be awesome. Just for the record, this is not the Metallica Monday 
uh, footage. This is somebody else's footage because it's the full deal. Yeah, we actually have Ecstasy, and it looks like they are just going to stand on stage while Ecstasy's playing. All right. Cliff and Kirk are just standing around on stage tooting while Ecstasy plays. How old school is that? Well, I know what I'm doing at our next show. <laughs> I want you to wear Kirk's white button-up shirt there. Dude, I'm, I think I have a white button-up shirt. <laughs> some black jeans and a white button-up shirt with some white high tops. Only you're not holding that V and you're holding the white zombie. Yeah. Or the green burst. <laughs> yep. That's right. I forgot you had that green burst. That's going to be sweet. It's sitting right behind you. It's in the case. Oh. I think they have enough fog on the drum kit. Oh, yeah. Look at that. He's doing the Steve Harris. The machine gun. Yep. I like how ecstasy just fades out. It doesn't even finish. It just fades out. Did James just say he needs more monitor? Something. I don't know. Listen to that double bass. Sounds like floor toms. <laughs> just think of the technology and gear 40 years ago to today. solid <laughs> love that scream though he needs to try doing that now that vocal mic is like a sure 57 I think it is a 57 yeah Lars's Tom's don't each have a mic. They're sharing a mic. And he's got rotos. What do you think are the chances we could get him to pull some rotos out? Some here? rotos out. <laughs> Tom purple, two. Go ahead. I was going to say Purple Sparkle needs a set of rotos. <laughs> <laughs> Just for hit the lights and motor breath. Yeah. Tom two and three is sharing one mic. What was that? <laughs> right. It's amazing to watch Cliff's energy. Oh, yeah. Cliff is just... He's like... That head and that hair is never still. He's all over the place. But he's all over the place in such a like controlled manner. Like He, he oh, knows God, exactly yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he is running the entire show. Wow! James's vocals are what crack me up. There's about 70 people in that club. That's being generous, maybe 50. Yeah. And just think, who would have ever thought that this bar band or club band that they're seeing right now was going to be the biggest metal band of all time? Of all time. Literally of all time. That Lars. I've actually never heard that. 
Does he have the moustache? <laughs> I think that was actually him yelling into a mic for more monitor. The cool thing is, just think, all three of those guitars they still have. Well, Cliffs is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. But just think those Vs they still have. And that wasn't even a real Gibson V. That was the Electra. The Electra. Chinese copy. Which is it James, Chinese? I think so, yeah. Bolt on. I think James said now if he tries to play it, like if he pushes on the neck too hard, it'll go out of tune and shit. Still plays it, though. Studio-wise. Right. Yeah, and then I think ESP built him a custom, like, one-off version. Or maybe Gibson built him one. I don't know if it was Gibson or ESP, but someone can write in and correct me. Mark Whitaker. <laughs> Listen to those kicks. Oh, and it just cut to a picture. <laughs> Classic pictures. Yes. Most people would use time machines to go back in time to get rich. We would just go back in time to see old concerts. Yeah, back to Chicago at the Metro. Also, this would be one of the first shows I would go see. Oh, God, yeah. wonder if he still has that t-shirt. Say tank. Wow. What I want to know is during sound check, did James just tell the sound guy, all right, just give me a bunch of reverb and <laughs> delay on every single fucking song? Don't make me sound like we're at the Metro. Make me sound like I'm at Soldier Field. I don't want to sound like I'm at the Metro. I want to sound like I'm at the Metro Dome. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I was just thinking of a stadium in Chicago. Straight up, that's some Metro Dome fucking delay and reverb there. Oh, God, yeah. That's maxed out. I love how about, oh, 70% of the time, Cliff's headbanging isn't to the beat. Yeah, no, he's just headbanging just... Just in his own world. Yep. But just spot on with every note he plays, but the headbanging makes no sense. Of course, you know, they're young, they're, you know, not super experienced yet. So, I mean, everything isn't perfect, but god damn, it's just so raw and intense. I love it. Especially when Lars is wearing an OG. Like, the first shirt ever. 
you gotta imagine, like, this is a huge deal for them. 1983, they are... Touring. Yeah, but they're not very well known. Right. And think about... They have a full concert pro shot, like, pro shot concert, you know what I mean? I mean, that's a big deal on your first record, I mean... Johnny Z talks about this in his book, uh, was it Heavy Tales? Yeah, I think... Yeah, very cool story about this. Yeah, 83 to have audio and video, but in 83 to have a multi-cam... That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's some actually, bucks back in those days. That's a pretty big deal for a band that wasn't really that well-known yet. True. And I feel like I've never thought about it that way. It's like, shit, I think about it now recording a full concert, and that's a lot of work. Skinner Bridge. Oh. Look at that PA. I think that's Dave Mustaine right there. <laughs> Look at how old that PA is. PA? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, you can actually see the horns and tweeters. This is the best part of this whole interlude. Yes. 100%. And that's why I wish that they would still play it. I love the cables everywhere, well before wireless systems. That stage is just full of cables. Oh, yeah. Old Marshall Plexis and shit in the background. That's awesome. So technically, I saw the full version of Horse at the Fillmore, so I could say I saw it in the club. Right? Yeah, you with, saw it. With John Bush. Oh, that's right. He was singing it, yep. It and when they went to that full version, I'm like, oh, this will never happen again. This is amazing. Have they ever actually addressed why they don't play that part live? I don't know. It's not like it's that difficult. It's not like it's the weird, like, upbeat tempo part to black end after the solo. Still classic. I don't know if they're trying to shave time, because what is it, seven, eight minutes? Yeah, I suppose. Great lyrics. Sorry, did I hear mechanics? A little bit. <laughs> Original ride symbol. That didn't last long. No. Come puppets, that ride was gone. Live-wise. The lighting is so simple. It reminds me of Station 4 in St. Paul. <laughs> Without the big poles right down the middle of the venue. 
I'm guessing that's what this club looks like, though, size-wise. Yeah. Like, you look at that width of the stage, and it's no more than, what, 30, 30, 20 feet? Yeah, it's not very big. No, I mean, they're jammed in it, maybe 25 feet wide. Is that place still open? Is it around at all, or is it... No, they closed. I'm going to be in Chicago... Oh, you mean the Metro? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was Station 4. Oh, yeah. I know Station 4 closed. I think it was condemned. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I played so many shows there. It was ridiculous. I should see if the Metro's still open. I'll be in Chicago next week. Stop on in and say, hey. Oh, look at those hairdos. <laughs> <laughs> Listen how fast that Listen is. Listen to that tempo. Look at that hi hat. <laughs> well, Lars always says jump in the fire was their run to the hills. Huh. I guess I could see that. Hills is a pretty good song. Yeah, I did alright. only difference between this song and Run to the Hills is that Iron Maiden plays Run to the Hills every single show. Yeah, right? Imagine <laughs> <laughs> some jumping the fire on a stadium tour. Every single night. You're like, oh, hell yeah. I would love to hear that. Oh, God. In a stadium? Yeah. That is trucking. Listen to that hi hat. Metallica needs to do on their like farewell show. They need to do a stadium, arena, and club tour. All three of them <laughs> in one week. Yeah, in one week. Every three nights it switches. Dude, could you imagine if they did a full tour where they were doing clubs too? That'd be a hard ticket to get in town. Yeah, but I mean, first come, first serve, and. Sell out in about two and a half seconds flat. Yeah. It'd be so cool to see him in a small thing. I don't think I'll ever get that opportunity. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> I love how the screen actually said fuck you. <laughs> just just out of the blue. I hope everyone's watching this version that's following along. Watch Cliff's head. None of that is to the beat. Yeah. <laughs> and look at that finger work, just lightning. Kirk switch guitars to one pickup? Yeah. Pretty sure that's what his KH1 was modeled. The after. one can't you right? With the flying monkey fucking inlay or whatever, the dancing yeah. monkey. Ooh, the song really changed. Or the, the yeah, sound. The, the sound changed. Yeah, someone flipped the switch. I feel like it just went from like mono to stereo. <laughs> Who pulled the plug? <laughs> Somebody find that cocksucker.
Love those high tops. <laughs> I love how on Lars's toms there's duct tape on the bottom heads which for people that don't know drummers use a lot of tape for dampening the sound of the toms I wonder how much tape's on the top heads <laughs> that you can't see yeah old school duct tape for bottom dampening but man you need a lot more on the top than the bottom Interesting hang. All right. Cliff tuning. Some bass solo time. That's what's so raw about this, though. Check out this axe. There's duct tape over a pickup hole. <laughs> Is everyone ready to fall to their knees? <laughs> Said, Is everyone ready to fall to their knees? That's not a Gibson either. For who? For the Batam Lord! Yes. Is that another Chinese V? It's gotta be. That headstock looks like the Electra. I swear this is the only show where I've seen that one pickup V for James, at least. I wish they would go back to playing crappy guitars like that. <laughs> With duct tape. I mean, if Tom Morello can keep his strings dangling on his fucking headstock, then yeah. they can they can play some duct tape guitars. Arm the homeless, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to God, since every time I hear Phantom Lord now, I think of Tiff in Hawaii and her yeah. uh, Chevy. Her car, yep. Any time I hear Phantom Lord or see the title, I'm always like, oh, Tiff's Phantom Lord car. I like how Cliff's headstock of his base is in front of James. That's how small that stage is. He has no room to move. He just said, I'm that important. Yeah, basically. I know you're the singer, but I need room for my, uh, for my Rick, dude. Nineteen eighty three, I was two years old. I almost went to this show, but I couldn't, you know, find my pacifier. Yeah, right. Your backstage pacifier. You got it. Good call. I was drinking liquid death though in eighty three. Love that solo. 
that easy to play, just simple tapping. Yeah, for the most part, it's not too bad. Everything, Sounds busy. Everything on this album is pretty much like pentatonics, just played really fast. He got a little bit more technical on Ride the Lightning, and then obviously... Yeah, they got better. Yeah, it's amazing to think how much James's vocals changed just a year from this video. Yeah, in one year. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's out of tune a little bit. Can you hear that? Yeah, it's probably little, James. Little mismatch. I think that V's an Electra. Like, you hear this, and it's like, how is it that you were playing this, and then less than a year later, you were writing Fade to Black? Yeah. Cthulhu, the intro to Fight Fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, wow. I think I'd cliff something to do with that. I, yeah, definitely. Maybe Kirk is the one that's out of tune. All that soloing. They're ripping pretty well, though. That's why he's the ripper. There you go. You got to think for 83, this is mixed fairly well. Yeah, it really is. I know it's been touched up since then and probably mastered again, but... It's really not that bad at all. I mean, let's be honest. If you listen to anything else from 83 from a soundboard, it'd be a big pile of shit. Yeah. It would sound like Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive. How you doing, people? Kiss Alive sounds pretty good, though. <laughs> There's moments where I'm like, ooh, that's old school. <laughs> but that's what makes it. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely part of the whole bow to your knees, Tiff. <laughs> Drive in the Chevy Bel Air. see the duct tape on the strap on James's V? He has a lot of duct tape going on. There's just a lot of duct tape in the show, period. Yeah. They Live shit. Duct tape for all. They couldn't afford that gaff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. This is solid, man. This is cool. Jeff, we need to have like a one-year anniversary like every four weeks. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> We can just hang out at your house and watch videos. I like these old school ones, finding these ones that... It's classic. Yeah. Now, the weird thing is, is the Metallica Monday didn't have, like, the first two songs, and this one does. What's the matter with you people? You're not making enough fucking noise! Oh, yeah. It's because Lars couldn't find the first out, couple songs. <laughs> yeah. Classic banter. To think that carried on to the Black Album tour. Right. This one is gonna kill all the fake people out there. <laughs> that never gets old. I'm not supposed to say fuck. We fucking hate them. <laughs> I love that part. Still solid to this day.
I love is how the show goes on. The video quality diminishes. It's too much metal, dude. It's I shaking know. the camera apart. Remember the old school TVs where you can uh, control the contrast? Yep. So you could. The, um, what was the other setting? I think it was the color or the saturation. Yeah, something like that. You could control the lines in the old school, like RCA TVs. Yeah, so then when... It's like, the, dude, go turn the knob and get the fucking lines out of the view. Yep, so when that would happen, you would sit there and, like, etch-a-sketch that shit until it fucking <laughs> got where you wanted it to it be. It was etch-a-sketch. <laughs> like, tuning in a ham radio. <laughs> like, oh, we're calling China. Get the antenna out. Oh, it's perfect. Just think, as you're watching this... Kirk has two guitars. James has two guitars. Cliff never changes his bass. Never. No, think of the instrument changes you see today in a live show. And it's like they don't even need to do it because of tunings. They just do it because why the fuck not? Because we have the coolest looking guitars and some feel better and some look cooler and we can switch all we want. I mean, if I was James, I would just use the Ken Lawrence for the whole show, but that's cool. But his tech would appreciate that. Yeah. And I think now Lars has a new pair of sticks for every song. This show, you know, he's using that same pair the whole set. He's probably like, oh, fuck, don't break them, don't break them. I don't have any extras. I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> we went over our uh, stick budget on tour. I got to use these for the next two nights. What's even crazier to think is that Lars probably has the set list from this show sitting somewhere in his house. The actual paper? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. For the little riff, the <laughs> like they do it now. Yep. It's amazing you watch this in a club, and no remorse to me is a somewhat known song. Yeah. But when it's played in a stadium, still fucking amazing and groovy and heavy. Oh yeah, it'll always be a banger for sure. Oh god, yeah. You place in front of fifty people or fifty thousand, it's still still solid. For those of you listening that got into Metallica in the last few years, this is the full No Remorse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Well said. Some of the people who are listening are probably like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you don't hear this on uh, World Wired Tour. No. Oh, duct tape. <laughs> Uh-oh. Someone stepped on his cable. I love it. That's why Cliff just stands on his ex. Didn't miss a beat. It's good footage of him right there. Oh, we're out of tune again. And the video's getting more blurry. No word wedge. <laughs> yeah, like what was that? That that sounded like Vince Neil circa right now. What word were you trying to say <laughs> there? There's no teleprompter. 
What if Jim still has that skull and crossbone shirt? How about that bullet belt? I know he's got that. We know Dave Massane kept some of his. Yeah, right. I just wonder if he's got that vintage shirt there. All right, people, here's the uh, second part of No More Mercy you're all used to in the live setting as we know it today. I like the fact that we play the live version now. Makes it Love it. Makes it a little bit shorter. <laughs> we've opened with this song a few times. Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate. People are like, holy shit. I don't think we've ever played that middle part, though, live. No, it goes into that snare roll part. Yeah. Like, I know we've done full version of Horse, but not remorse. Half the people in the crowd would be like, whoa, why are they mixing their own song in No Remorse? Yeah. (laughs) Well, kids, this is how we used to be. Lars has got old school musty sleeping bags and those kick drums. My first drum kit, I actually had an old sleeping bag in the kick. Oh, really? Yep. Good dampener, good mute. I grabbed an old pillow. Yep, see a lot of pillows. I had a full-size sleeping bag to really get that kind of thud, justice sound. Yep. <laughs> I love how he sings that part. <laughs> I was like, operatic. Oh! Welcome to the show, people! <laughs> Live ending? Yep. There's a couple bad notes in there. <laughs> there was a few brown <laughs> notes. Thank you, Chicago. <laughs> this should be good. Cliff, shut up. Are you ready to get your teeth pulled? Amazing banter. Are you ready to do it, Cliff? <laughs> Mr. Cliff Burton, all right. I will have to say, I don't want to interrupt this. We'll talk about it later. Yes. Just think how close you and I have been to that base. Inches. Inches. Glass separating us. Pioneer at the time, man. He didn't even realize that he was changing base as we know it now. Just watch that technique. You didn't see any of that back in those days. You don't even see that today. Right. The closest thing you had to that was like Steve Harris, maybe. Yeah, good point. That fingering technique and and a wah? No. He was like the Jimi Hendrix of bass. Even the headbanging during this doesn't fit, and it just makes it so cool. (laughs) 
God, what would Injustice for All would have sounded like with him? <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to hear like I the Beholder and Shortest Straw with Bass. Those songs, Freight ends. those songs probably wouldn't have existed like that. Freight ends. What I was going to say, you could tell James was excited to say Chicago because this was the first tour they were on. Yeah. I, not to compare ourselves to them, but I remember the first time we played out of state yep. and got to hear Chris say like a different city name. I'm like, God, that's so cool. Like, all right, we made it. <laughs> we're in Fargo. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we're in Green Bay. Fuck yeah. We're far from home. We're in Des Moines. Not knowing that one day Chris would say Milan. <laughs> yeah, Milan and Bahrain and holy shit. Yeah, I thought Fargo and Green Bay, that was cool in the beginning. That was Mount Maiden at the time. Yeah. You could tell James is excited to say, all right, Chicago. God, listen to that low E when he hits that. It's just so full sounding. Big ass slap on there. Yeah, okay. That was a straight Eddie Van Halen, like, yep. harmonic tapping. Remember this shit? Yep. Little outro here. Just that tone with that wah is just... As soon as you hear it, you know what it is. Hey, Kirk, how does it feel to be shown up by a guy with two less strings? <laughs> Kirk looks like he weighs about 74 pounds there. It's 70 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the size of the guitar compared to him, and it's like, oh, my God. Everyone looks larger than life on stage, but when you compare it to, like, an instrument, it's like, Kirk, that guitar's your size. Well, like, James is a tall guy, but look at him. He's a twig. Yeah. But if you turn that V, like, vertical, it's about the size of Kirk. Right. Well, yeah, Kirk's not a very big guy. No. Hell yeah. It's a good transition. Dick rash, dude. It seems like they used to play this song a decent amount, and now it doesn't get thrown in the rotation very much anymore. Well, the Kill em All tour, your set list was a little limited. <laughs> you had to play them all. <laughs> play them all. Mm-hmm. Good footage of Larzer. Looks like he's about 11. <laughs> when we have Lars on the show, I think we're going to watch this with him and get his take on it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, he's going to come over to your house. I was going to say, can he... Yeah, can he just sit right there on the couch? Yeah. Right. I don't know why he wouldn't want to join us. It'd be really good insight to his take on this footage. Right, like, Lars, do you know what we could do for your future, man? Right. Why you wouldn't come to Minneapolis to watch this? I don't know. Right. I know you invited us to California, but that's asking a lot. I got a pool, too, Lars. Right? 
bars. You ever been to Spring Lake Park and drank a liquid death? <laughs> Come on over, bud. Well, it's Thursday night, so Pickle over there is doing their open, open mic. mic. You want to go jam? I think the boy wants to jam. Then we'll go to Pure Platinum. This is the way to spend an anniversary. Metal, water, beer. Commentary. Commentary. I love it, man. I think we should just do this every week. I feel like Beavis and Butthead on the couch here. Right. <laughs> if only we filmed this and put it on YouTube, it'd be the couch sessions. Atfa, the couch sessions. <laughs> that sounds like you're in a therapist office. Phil. Yeah. Phil, do you want to come over and watch Cliff them all? Uh, what's that? <laughs> Who's Cliff? <laughs> he goes, I ate a Cliff bar for breakfast. <laughs> Chocolate, by the way. <laughs> oh, look at the guitar just sitting on the stage. Yeah. Not even in a stand. We're going back to that look. I'm not using my stand anymore. I'm just going to lean my guitars up against something on stage that's, from now that's on. That's good for the necks. Yeah. Just warp them. <laughs> Although you can see Cliff's bass rig and there's just beers all over the amp on the top. Great facial expressions. I think the crowd size just went down to about 40 now in that club. There's less people in the back. They said all these guys don't have big hair and fucking spandex. spandex. We're wow. out of here. Little did they know that Lars was wearing spandex behind that kit. Very true. <laughs> with the Metal Attack logo t-shirt. <laughs> 45 minutes set and they look exhausted. James looks winded. I want to ask him, James, how drunk were you during this concert? We had a few. Had a few drinks. Saw some things. Saw some things. All right. We got some maniacs here tonight. We fucking love it. That's what I like to see some thrashing out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bracelet. Is everyone ready to seek and... What song are they going to play? Come on. Never heard Seek of it. And. All right. Seek and. <laughs> All right. Three simple words, everyone. Think of how introducing that song has evolved. Seek and destroy. He went from literally talking to 17 people to 60,000 and you kind of have to change the way you intro a song <laughs> I'm telling you some of this old banter needs to come back 
Like James, oh, let's, see some, let's see some circa '83 get cheesy up on stage in front of twenty thousand. Yeah. Especially like, uh, are you ready to bow <laughs> to your Phantom Lord? All right, Target Center. This is for all the <laughs> fake people, all the posers. <laughs> Lars is sweating up a storm back there. I don't think that headband's working well for him. The sweatband. You know, maybe he should have called up Stuart Copeland and he could have taught him how to wear a proper sweatband. That's true. <laughs> Just think how fast jumping the fire was. And this is kind of pulled back. Yeah, it's, a, it's like load era. Yeah. Cutting stunts. Those temples are way pulled back. It's because they're tired. And by the time they got to load and cutting stunts, they were like, why work harder? Let's work smarter. Play a little bit slower. and little slower? Play 17 <laughs> tunes instead of 18? <laughs> yep. Pulls with Evil and Motor or Bread Fan and Overkill. It's still get paid the same amount. <laughs> yeah, not a bad night at the office. But if you think of every other song that we've watched, this is way pulled back. Oh, definitely. Remorse was fast. Horse was trucking. Hit the lights. Light, yeah. Whiplash was somewhat normal. Jump was definitely, though, that was the fastest. Oh, yeah. You just listen to that hi-hat. It's like, whoa. I'm just amazed that um, you and I are using every millisecond of your Wi-Fi, and we haven't been interrupted yet. Don't jinx it. Watch. Now okay. it, Now all of a sudden it's going to go. Uh, buffer. <laughs> we have your entire live rig set up. You have your laptop, your interface, my laptop. We have three mics going. Your whatever's running this video, your TV's streaming. Your, both of the phones. Uh, There's some serious like waves moving through this room, dude. Yeah. Well, if you think about how much is connected to my Wi-Fi between all the kids' iPads, their TVs, Amanda's phone upstairs, the TV upstairs, like... That's why I don't have kids, just so I have better Wi-Fi <laughs> right? uh, strength. No, we just upgrade it. We just have to pay more. <laughs> I love how he's turning the mic around now to get the crowd. Oh, there's oh. a roadie. <laughs> there's Bill. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, was that Johnny Z? Yeah. <laughs> Duct tape this mic stand down. The crowd's getting rowdy. No security, no barrier. It is like Station 4. Oh, yeah, that's super slow. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That's like almost as slow as the uh, interlude to Four Horsemen in Cunning. Your favorite part. Heck yeah. Wow, see, they should play at this speed all the time. Listen to how good that solo sounds. More solid. Those notes are more audible. Absolutely. It's not so much of a frenzy. Our next show, we should play at this speed and see if Pizzle says anything. <laughs> I think in 45 minutes, Cliff has made eye contact with the crowd maybe twice. Just constant banging. All of his hair is just hiding his face. Yeah. You don't see his eyes look at the crowd either. He's just in his own world, man. 
You definitely need that white button-up shirt. Because when you sweat in that, it's going to look cool. I'll wear it for our promo video. <laughs> Two songs in here just drenched. <laughs> I don't know what I'm wearing yet. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think it through. Till we drink all your beers. Yes. Doc Coyle. Doc was saying that. That was his favorite part. Yep. That's the way Chris always sings it live. Yep. Back before, you know, there were other mics for backup vocals. Barely any backing. All sweet haircut. Look at that chick. I think that was a mullet. Straight out of 1981. <laughs> Looks like she hasn't washed her hair since 81. Right. Ba-na, ba-na, ba-na. I'm digging that mic. I think I'm going to change my new live mic over to one of those. A sure 57. Fucking 57. So, Jeff, what do you want for a vocal mic? Oh, you know, whatever you put on a snare. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this riff coming up right here, I missed the hell out of because there's usually banter on the current tour. Right here. You don't hear that anymore. Nope. Because he's always saying, did we have a good time Yeah, because they just sit there and just hold the open If e. you did, follow me. That's one of my favorite riffs, and you haven't heard it in years. Love that part. So heavy. Come to think of it, I don't ever play that part either. It's just hold, hold nope. out the open E and the just... open. Everyone puts their hands up and Chris says, if you had a good time tonight, follow me. Yep. And then we go into that riff. Yeah. That's what I miss. I love that part. It's heavy. Fuck. Now I'm going to play that next time. Good. I always think... <laughs> I always think to bring that up and then, I, of course, after the show, I forget about it. He'll hold out the open E, but I'll, I'll riff that. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> All right. We're going to turn it over now to the newest member, Mr. Kirk Hammett. He's going to melt your face with his guitar. St. <laughs> Exodus. Yep. Hendrix move. Oh, you can rip that, dude. It's amazing that a guy that played so much heavy metal was just so Hendrix. Like, he was just a faster version of Hendrix. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. It is funny to hear some of these notes and doodles sound so familiar to today's little 30-second doodles. He went back to his roots. Not that part, but before that. <laughs> Not the backwards pick slide. Like patterns like that. Very common.
Where's Inspector Gadget at? People touching the guitar. That's so cool. Oh, here we go. Wiping your guitar on your rig. Hendrix. <laughs> totally. Look at all the tape on the back of that thing. That is so Jimmy. Do that next show with the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're going to hold the guitar over the crowd and wonder what happens. Watch Bill jump in the crowd. <laughs> Here he comes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he'd be saying when he jumped into the crowd, too. Yep. He'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Listen to that. The thing's just thrashing the crowd. And the amazing part is they get it back. <laughs> they get it back and the cable. Plugs back into his... What soon would be a cage one. Like right there you want to say, Kirk, what did you expect? You think they weren't going to touch it? And that clip is fucking legendary now. Oh, yeah. I love when that part happens in Cliffham Mall. The screen says, check this shit out. Yep. Oh, there's Bill again. Hey, can we have that cable back? And the pick? We don't have extra picks. <laughs> We're kind of on a budget. Here, I found this penny. Yeah. Look at these. Look at these crew members. You wonder if that's crew or if it's just like local club. That was probably just club people. Probably. Classic. <laughs> You're looking at Metallica's crew. Yeah. Here we go. Such a badass riff. <laughs> yeah! Love it. Oh, fog machine's back on. This is seriously one of the best concerts. They only had a budget for two times to hit the fog button. Oh, really? Beginning. I'm just making that up. Oh. <laughs> we only saw fog when Ecstasy went in to hit the lights, and now we're closing with Militia. <laughs> It's like, no, don't use that fog. We need it tomorrow night in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, we've got <laughs> enough juice to get us through two squirts per show. Yeah. <laughs> Beginning and end. Don't push it any other time. He got that, Bill? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and to think the same five can lights are still on. That was their lighting then. Reds and blues. Listen to that vocal. It's like he doesn't know whether to shout or like somewhat scream it. Yeah. He's almost trying to whoop his... It's like he's trying to like... Even call it like single word it. Yeah, it's like a mixture between like Rob Helford and Paul Deano, the fucking original singer for Iron Maiden. That's a great comparison. You like meshing the two and he doesn't know where... Where to go that, with it. That was spot on, dude. 
was that? I think that was some backup vocals from Cliff. I swear in the beginning when people were shouting for monitors, it was Lars. But that right there, I think you're right. That was a total Cliff growl. They didn't hear no wah! Oh, you mean Rob backups? You can tell he's not comfortable playing this. I don't think he's ever been comfortable playing this song, even now. <laughs> well, look how much he's not straying away from the mic stand and how much he's looking at the fretboard. Yeah. It's like Ozzy. He runs back to the mic stand every two seconds. <laughs> compare how he's playing this to compare how he plays, like, Seek and Horse. It's like... The song, comfort levels. The song moves around a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, the comfort level. He's just kind of looking around like, oh, shit, I got to stay put. A lot going on here. There's a reason why this song didn't get played a whole hell of a lot. Couldn't even hear that bass there. I was just ready for do 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 do. Remember this part. Oh, yeah. Jim needs some beer for his throat. A little drinking music. This is classic. Still one of my favorite Metallica album covers. I just love the simplicity behind it. I don't think anybody got that. Yeah, let's throw a vinyl into the crowd and wonder what's going to happen. It took me the longest time to get that on Megaforce Records. And that one just got broken. Yeah. I love this part. But the damn record company. But we couldn't do that because the damn record companies would not take it. So I wonder why. But it turned out to be for the better. What a legendary story. We were going to call Kill Em All Metal Up Your Ass. And it almost became like a running joke. Yeah. 
Is that a dude or a chick? Uh, both. There was armpit hair. <laughs> it's a dude. You know, even back then, they knew how to work a crowd. Those kind of live sections that became legendary. And to think they said at this point, James is a really shy guy. Really knew how to run a crowd early on. Well, anybody that knows anything about playing music and playing live knows that, you know, when you get on stage, you know, everything changes. Good point. The beast comes alive. It does. You got a lot of power up there. I mean, when I play my Calvin Klein, that's a big fuck you, right? <laughs> you feel like you could do anything up there. You're like, shit, I can stand on stage in front of thousands of people in my fucking underwear. And in it, my underwear. And it doesn't matter. It right. doesn't matter at all. But if you told me right now to walk out on your driveway and get the mail on my Kelvin Klein's, you'd be like, I can't do it. <laughs> you'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> There's a whole two people driving by. I can't do it. <laughs> but we're going to play a club in, you know, St. Louis with a thousand people. Sure. sure I'm, I'm your guy. Yep. What a set. Killer Tom Phil. <laughs> Man, what I love how the, I love how the flying V turns into a machine gun when he points to the crowd. Yeah, it's like what Steve Harris does with his base. I suppose they liked uh Dude, how cool was that? They liked some uh NWO BHM, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, some Iron Maiden. Okay, fifty minute set. What was your favorite part? Um Honestly, Cliff's bass solo. That's tough to beat i know seeing that it's just either that or horseman but uh it's just so raw and so intense i love it i have to agree with you yeah it's just something about seeing that i i don't know that's what i've always said in this whole last year of the podcast at snm2 oh right even though it wasn't even cliff it was scott pingle yeah just that moment of how iconic that was i'm like i mean there was some good shit there but man pulling teeth that you you just can't deny that whatsoever right and that was pulling teeth in its most like prime raw form too uh how about the most funniest part funniest part uh just in general i would say some of james's vocals (laughs) as a whole definitely had me smiling and laughing the most just kind of the 19, 20-year-old Hetfield. Yeah, you know, just, you know, yeah. being goofy. <clears throat> being goofy and, you know, a lot of smiling, which it's funny. I don't think they're supposed to be smiling in heavy metal. But, you know, when you're on your Didn't fir- Lars tell Bob that in some kind of monster? Yeah, there's no smiling. Stop smiling. But I'm having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, uh, you know, just watching him have a good time and, you know watching all of them you could tell they were winded after like five or six songs after like whiplash Lars is just wiped yeah they hadn't built up that endurance of that tour stamina man the road dog life 
I think we should just watch it again. It was so much fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, one year of doing this shit every week. I, I'm still shocked, but uh, I'm proud of what we've we've done so far. I am too, and I look forward to all the future guests that we have. The rest of these master of albums, they've been amazing so far. And Oh, God, we've only heard four of them. Three of them? Right. Three of them. Yeah, three, and I can only imagine what the rest of the season is going to bring. So you guys are in for some really special shit. I think we should sit on your couch more often than maybe every five, six weeks. Yeah. Do one of these. Do something special, I agree. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Everyone that uh, has been on the show, listened to the show, downloaded the show, subscribed, or even checked us out online. Thank you uh, for everything. Jeff and I appreciate it more than you know. We've had more fun than I ever thought we could. Good Lord, talking about things that you and I have talked about for the last decade of knowing each other. Who thought we could still get off on talking about Metallica every week. And for those of you listening, if you really enjoyed it, go ahead and leave us a good five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, any other platform that you listen to us. Always good to get five stars. The more five stars, the more special guests like uh, Mr. Phil Toll and Chris Jericho, Edwin Outwater, Doc Coyle, Mrs. Smith, Kyle from The Sword. Who did I miss? Joe Sib. Chloe Trujillo. Yeah, it's not good when you leave Rob's wife out of the mix. We had a blast with Chloe. Yeah, like I said, every single guest that we've had up until now have been amazing, and it just keeps getting better and better. So I'm really looking forward to what year two could bring. Happy one year, dude. Yeah, happy one year. Thanks for letting me come over and crash on your couch and uh, watch some old school 83 bangers. That was some good shit. And Podcast for All, you the fan, come on the show, drive the discussion, and podcastforall at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We're new to TikTok, sponsored by Liquid Death, Sparkling, and Mountain Water. I will talk to you next week with, um, who are we talking to? I think we're talking to a married couple from Missouri. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the plan, man. Some marriage counseling and then Podcast for All. Does it get any better than that? We're going to be Phil. We are. We learned so much, I think we're, we're qualified now. I've got my PhD. I printed it out today. I see it. APFA PhD Master's Program. Got it. All right, man. Happy one year. I will see you soon. All right, man. We'll see you. Later. Later. Later.